0: Welcome to Talking Out Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. In today's episode, Staying in the Moment. Oh, just a sec. I, I got to get check something out here.
1: Oh, that's my little joke. I wasn't staying in the moment.
0: Oh, really good. Good, good. <laughs> Take good.
1: two. You did read it ahead of time. Uh, I did. <laughs> no, we'll keep it in. <laughs>
0: Wow. Freewheeling. (laughs) So let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We've both been managers or leaders or supervisors for a long time. Most of our careers, actually. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee and move on. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations and how we've learned from them. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And... I can't remember which episode this is. I think this is one fifty-two. Happy birthday! No,
1: yeah, remember because we, we missed the one fifty. Folks, yeah. if you didn't listen a couple of days, ago, a couple episodes ago, we realized that we missed our one fifty. So, um, where are the cookies, man? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I forgot <laughs> again. All right, we'll do it. Uh, one
0: fifty-three is the lucky number. There you go. There you go. So uh, today's episode: staying in the moment. You have a work environment where you experience some or all of the following, you are discussing a matter with your boss and they keep harping on people and historical issues in the past around this matter. Your boss keeps talking about the future regarding the matter and you can't get them to focus in on the present. The overall conversation is all over the place with the group and nothing is getting done. You dread talking to your boss about long-term matters because progress is painful and slow. So Greg, what's up? How important is this subject and how does it affect our relationships? and the work environment. Well, this one is so complex. You
1: know, and I and I am super guilty of not necessarily staying in the moment. But I think there's different things, right, that that impact people not staying in the moment. So, number 1 is when you're not in the moment, you're not present, and so the message it sends is I really don't care or I don't have a clear view of where the future is. Or, but it creates smoke, it creates uh, blurriness. Uh, people don't have confidence when this happens. Uh, and, but the, the reality is that our world is so stressful these days. We had a conversation with a bunch of CEOs recently, and man, oh man, there is just so much pressure from all sides, making it really difficult. To stay in the moment, and so a lot of the work uh, I've got a, a webinar actually coming up in a in a in next month, and it's a, all around how do you be present, how do you show up, because you know what happens is you as a leader that it ripples. Uh, so when you don't show up, when you're not in the moment, when you're not present, uh, it creates all kinds of messy, blurry stuff that takes stuff off the target and, uh, and you can really run into problems. So, I uh, man, I, I have been there N- innately. I am someone who is always thinking of the next thing and I'm like five steps ahead. And as a result of that, I know personally, uh, I need people to pull me back into the moment because I can easily without bad intentions, um, not be fully there. And, uh, people feel that.
0: I found where this probably, uh, most has affected me in the past is in large investigations where maybe the target of the investigation has come up again. And you might have people that have uh, a legacy, uh, dealing with this person and organizations they've been involved in. And, and try, I said, listen, this isn't that, mm. this is this, mm. we're not worried about what happened in the past because mm. it's done, mm. whether it worked out well or not, or whatever, it doesn't matter. We need to concentrate on what we have now. And every time you bring up in a conversation how something went awry last time or whatever, it's taking away from us, you know, strategizing, taking look what we have, making plans for, you know, going forward in this investigation. And it became very disruptive. Mm-hmm. It's like at a certain point you go like, is this person I'm working with on this file worth having on this file if all they're doing is thinking about past things
1: that's a big one that's a really big one and you know what even the past things might have been from even the meeting just before this meeting Mm. because we carry so much over into stuff and if we don't find ways to to pause to recognize to dump it or to call it out to your point to say you know we have biases galore you know we've been burned and this situation has a similar flavor to that burn before and therefore we've got the you got the taste in the mouth that it's burning and then you get you get you get stuck and i've been in meetings with leaders it's a completely different situation but there's enough similarity that they've got a just a really bad spur in their side and it's like give me a bloody break uh like we waste so much time talking about something that that doesn't even apply it's so
0: frustrating and the other aspect of that is you know, you're looking at something, maybe it's a big investigation, a problem, project you're working on. And somebody's like, at the end of the day, if this doesn't work out, we're going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, we're not there. We're here. Mm -hmm. We're going to follow the evidence. We're going to follow the process. We don't make a decision now. Mm -hmm. We make a decision when we're done, Mm -hmm. when we've done what we need to do to understand this situation. And if six months from now, we don't have anything we move on. Why are you worried about the ramifications of any decision we make in six months when we're making the decisions right now to move forward, to understand this, this person may walk away. They might not have done anything wrong, but we actually have to get there. Worrying about it now yeah. really isn't helping what we're doing. We need to just bear down. What's the best, you know, let's create an investigation plan. Let's start, you know, let's read through all the transcripts. Let's do what we do mm-hmm. best, which is in the moment, seeing what we have, And if six months from now we have a case against this person, then that's great. If we don't, we move on to the next one. That's the job.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this is, we talk on almost every podcast about the the importance of a leader, a manager, knowing themselves and knowing how they show up. And I had a coaching session this morning at eight o'clock and we were, we were. In the morning group? In the morning, yeah. It was an early morning one and we were talking about, this person was just about to move into a next, a senior leadership role in the organization. And uh, what we were talking about is just understanding their innate way of responding to things and what are those watch outs that you can get into place. And this individual uh, had an innate way of when stress increased, they tended to go down the dark side Mm. of seeing the things that could go wrong and also of kind of pulling back and being a little more short with folks and that type of thing. So, we talked for about 10 minutes around strategies to catch yourself. First of all, know who you are and recognize. And the person said this is so helpful because they had done this assessment a number of years ago, but just to remember that this is just the way I go. So, uh, but I can create a space, I can create a pause so that I don't go spinning out of control, the example you had. And as a result, I'm not in the moment. So I'm not being the best leader, creating the best space. I'm not giving the best advice. And in fact, I'm creating an environment of spin that isn't helping anybody. So knowing yourself and recognizing that, hey, when this happens, I'm going to go that way. And, you know, we talked about even, you know, we've, we've said this before of uh, sometimes having a really good partner in the room who knows you go there and give you, gives you the signal, whatever that signal is. Um, you know, it might be the choke signal or I don't know, but find a fun signal to make yourself, or they
0: throw something at you,
1: sp- right. To make yourself smile and say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I think these 10 things could go wrong, what are the two most important things we need to think about? Cause still bring that beautiful gift of, 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 watch out, consider the, the, the barriers, the bump, the, the potholes down the hole that we need to think about. That's not bad. It's just when you get stuck in all of the
0: potholes that you really get into problems. And there needs sometimes to be a real sensitivity in this situation. Uh, you do a bunch of different things and I do different things. And one of the kind of volunteer pursuits I did for about six or seven years was I worked on a team that went into churches that were dealing with, uh, uh, misconduct. And, uh, I don't know, I don't know how I got involved in this, but is a cross, uh, profession type of team with, you know, psychologists and grief counselors and stuff. And what I found on a couple of occasions is, you know, you go in and often we'd end up there during the week or on a Sunday morning or whatever it was. And I remember this one situation in particular, and it was people were spinning and, uh, there's a small congregation in Southwest Ontario. It was interesting because some things had to be discussed and these people were spinning and it, of course, then it, uh, lights up other things that they've experienced and, you know, it's a very sensitive situation. You're there to help people. You're there to help, uh, bring some clarity to a situation where there is none. Mm -hmm. And I remember, uh, the person I was with and myself, we were talking, he talked a lot about grief, which was really, really helpful. And then it came to my part and this congregation was moving to the next stage. Uh, the person had been fired um, and some interim pastor was coming in a couple weeks and these people were all over the place and um, when it got my time to talk I said listen i'm gonna I'm just gonna quiet everybody down right now and we're gonna just go into a little bit of a quiet time and do whatever you do uh, what we need to think about right now is this person that's coming in two weeks knowing what's going on here and I just want you to think about that person and think about what they're going to be walking into and the relationship that you're going to create with this person, this person's coming to shepherd you, to do mm-hmm. all the things that pastors do. And I, just for a moment, I want to, all this other stuff to get out of the way, because I think right now we need to think about right now, mm-hmm. you know, there's young people in the room, there's kids in the room. This is a great opportunity to just get into the moment and think about moving forward. Mm. We're going to be revisiting all your feelings and all the things that are going on in little bits in the coming weeks and little sessions. But right now, I think it's important that we think about where we are and mm. the next couple steps ahead. And it was interesting. Uh, people just kind of were quiet and it had been a zoo, mm. an absolute zoo. There's sometimes when we have to bring people back, being sensitive to a, a very delicate situation Mm -hmm. but as leaders that's what we have to do sometimes
1: well I get a couple things that bubble up for me as you talked about it I mean one thing is in that particular situation um almost starting from a, a place of gratefulness saying you know this individual has chosen has agreed to come and shepherd us through knowing the mess that we're currently in so how can we first of all just pause and be grateful for that person's commitment that person's decision to come in. So it almost starts you with a, a state of gratefulness to begin with, and then shifting to how can we individually and collectively show up to help make this, the, what are the next steps to help us go beyond this challenging time? And both of those are, uh, are beautiful and simple steps. But first of all, thinking, Hey, you know, let's be grateful for this person who's chosen to come and help us. And then secondly, what can I individually and what can we collectively do to help support this person coming forward is actually a beautiful thing. But I think the key is, uh, and I think this is like the number one point that you have, or maybe it's not even the number one point, but is how do you create the space, to be present. Mm-hmm. Cuz the problem with um the problem with staying in the moment is it starts with not entering into the space with the right mindset and the right heart set and the right body set. It's almost like what do I need to do to be here now? And if you have time before the meeting, before you're actually going into conversation, you know, we talk so much about the setup about, you know, carving out those 10 minutes between meetings to breathe, to let go, to dump the old stuff and then to be present in the meeting. I think it starts with that. It always starts with that. Uh, cause if you enter in that space, then some of these other things are much easier to put into place. If you are not, if you don't have the right headspace,
0: the other stuff is really hard. The, the leader has to be deliberate. Mm-hmm. So as a manager, what can you do to assist in this situation? Number one point, make sure you understand the matter under discussion fully. Don't go in Mm half-cocked and off the top of your head. It always pays to do some preparation. Read the memo. Whatever it is, make sure you're ready to go.
1: Yeah, and you know, if you're not ready, sometimes this is the thing I think the managers always struggle with because they, you know, there's this. Too busy. No, not just even too busy, but even that I, that I think I got to know everything. I Mm -hmm. think I need to have an answer. There is no problem saying, boy, Alistair, that's a really big uh, um, question. Or, hey, Alistair, listen, I just came out of a heck of a meeting, and my mind is spinning out of control. And this is really an important topic that we need to talk about. I'm wondering if we can reschedule until the end of the day and allow me. But before I go, let me ask a couple of questions just to understand. Catch so, me up a bit. Yeah, because sometimes we think we've got, you know, we're the hot gun. we got to poop, poop, poop. we got to take care of everything. Sometimes the best thing to do as a leader, especially when you your mind is spinning and you're not fully there, is to say, I'm not fully here and but i want to understand a little bit and what else can i read or or understand prior to a discussion because i want to be fully present so call it out call it out
0: and there's times when i've said listen this is just landed on my desk um catch me up yeah upside downside and once people figure out that you think a certain way and you have a certain expectation Mm. people realize that even if they catch you short you're going to be open to what they say and, and maybe in five minutes you know, especially with your experience, your relationship with these people, you are caught up and you can have a good discussion. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And again, this comes back to also knowing your people, knowing yourself, because if someone needs more time or it needs to go fast, then you, you know, you can set that up as well.
0: And set the tone about expectations regarding progress and the, uh, and the matter. And I'm going to throw, um, the next one in as well, model how you want the discussion and the project to go. Mm -hmm. People look at us if we're the leader, if we're the manager, people look at us to set the tone. And if you do it from, you know, ground zero, people will play to that yeah. because if we go in and we just let whoever do whatever, you know, it's going to be hard to move forward. To be in the, that moment is to set the tone and a, the expectation and actually model it.
1: Yeah. And also help the other person be in the moment because you can, uh, at the, uh, at the start say, you know, hey Alster, I, I'm sensing you are really fired up about this. Um, don't know a lot about it yet, but I can tell this is really important, and you're really, you're really fired up. And I, I also sense you. You seem a bit distracted. Um, so let me ask the question. Um, uh, I think what we're trying to accomplish here is blah 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 blah. Um, and in order to do that, I think we've got to be really fully here. So let me ask the question. And, uh, um, do you think you can be fully clearly here in this moment to deal with this difficulty? And if not, What would be a good time for us to reschedule so that we can really be focused and put our best attention to it? That's setting a beautiful model. If you're sensing distraction, if you're sensing uh, over energy that you know this is not going to be a good discussion, you can help um, shepherd that conversation into a space where it's going to be really powerful
0: versus something where it's
1: going to be a waste, frankly, of your time and their time.
0: And kind of rolling into the next, actually two points I think is is perfect. Clamp down on conversation that wanders into the wilderness. And if there are unresolved issues that are an impairment, set up side meetings or conversations to deal with them so they can keep the distractions at a minimum. If somebody obviously has an issue, then Greg, let's just... Uh, sidebar that, let's have a conversation in about an hour about that, let's continue on with the main thrust of what we're discussing. There are times when you need to take somebody, maybe they just need to say something Mm. to you about it, so take them off to the side later on, deal with it, set the tone, and when people see how you handle things, especially in trying times, they get into it, they they understand what's expected of them, and there are times when you have to sidebar something and just let somebody maybe rant a little bit and go, okay, I feel better now, and I've been in lots of situations where Somebody's angry because something wasn't done two and a half years ago on this. And it's like, okay, you, you good? Okay, I understand that. Okay, let's, we've got another meeting on this tomorrow morning. Let's mm-hmm. come back to the group and continue on the mm-hmm. discussion. Sometimes you just have to do it.
1: I, I think it's a really good idea. You know, that's what parking lots are for. Number one, And mm-hmm. you know, having a parking lot to say, Hey, listen, I, I, this sounds like it's a really important issue and, and it's not part of the, I don't think it's really a part of the issue. It may take us down another pathway. I want to make sure we don't forget it. Let me write it on the parking lot here so that we're going to go back and do well, it. I thought you meant actually going out to the parking yeah, yeah. lot to a <laughs> car and have a conversation. <laughs> that, so that's, it, it can be. So the physical, <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. The other thing is that what I love about what you just said is that um, sometimes it's okay as a leader when others are having problems staying in the moment. Actually, it's really important to say, hey… Can we take five? I just want to. I think we should take a bio break, and we should go back. And then when people come back in, saying, "Hey, here's something I'm observing," I'm observing that we're uh, we've lost a little bit of traction against our shared expectations of how we're going to meet and how we're going to go things. Or if you haven't done it, I'm thinking it would be really important for us to say what's in scope here how are we going to show up what are we going to agree to because i'm i i feel that it's kind of wandering all over the place and i'm good if this is a just a we commit this is just for input and give feedback and be all over the place but i think we got to respect each other so i'd like to suggest if we could lay down a couple of ground rules that we're agreeing to, that'll help us be able to each participate to our fullest and come forward. Are you up for that? So I think sometimes we're afraid of kind of being seen as taking too much control and that type of thing, but there is a way of having this important conversation to help it get on track. And then if you've set those guidelines, it's a lot more easier to say, well, hang on, Greg. Um, It feels like we're maybe drifting and remember, our our uh, our agreed s- statement was that three points each to kind of bring forward or to keep us moving forward. So can I ask you, what are your three points, the most important three points out of this part you're going to discuss? It allows you a, a gentle and, and direct way to help control.
0: But if you don't have that framework, it's, it's loosey-goosey. And maybe there are relationship issues in the group. Set the tone. Uh when I was in the police and I was in uniform, I was a sergeant and there's times when you had to be an acting staff sergeant, which means you're in charge of the shift and you're in charge of the operations of the station. And you could have 50 people on your platoon. There could be prisoners there. I mean, there's commanders of the stations, but they don't deal with operations. They deal with everything else. And I remember as the acting staff sergeant, these two people come in, they go, uh, we don't get along. We don't want to be in the same car. You put us in the same car. I know. Oh, okay. Well, get on the road. Um, I see we've got 40 calls behind. I need you guys on the road and get going. You're not listening to us. I said, no, no, I listen to you. But the reality is, is that at this time of the night, there has to be two people in the car. And you two are the people in that car. Mm-hmm. So I need you to go out and get the work. Mm. And they're kind of looking at me. I said, you know, off you go. Mm. Dismissed. Mm-hmm. I actually used that word. And they kind of looked at me and I don't know what they expected, but it's like. It doesn't matter to me whether you like each other. Mm -hmm. We have work to do. People out there are expecting us to do things. Some of the calls out there are emergency. Some of them are routine, whatever it is. I'm not moving everybody around to accommodate Mm -hmm. these two people. Mm -hmm. Off you go. And later on, I bumped into them. They'd come in for lunch and they're chatting away. It's like, no, you have to get along. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't care if you don't like them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We have a higher purpose here and we're not playing dominoes. We're not moving people around. So please, just go out and do your job. Yeah. And it is interesting because uh, I don't know what they expected. I don't know what the regular staff sergeant did in these situations. But the thing is, you're supposed you're supposed to be on the road 15 minutes ago. Mm. Like there's other people that can't go home until you come. You go up. Mm-hmm. So off you go. And maybe later on, if there was a serious serious issue, we'll look at it. But just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean you don't have to work with them. You do. And just setting the tone, it's like, we may have strong feelings, but we need to do a job. And you've taken an oath to actually go out there and do some stuff. So please, just go out and work.
1: It's an interesting perspective because... I'm coaching a number of people who are in leadership positions and they're doing some different things. And, and, you know, I, I do think it, one, it's really important to be sensitive and aware with what's happening and you may have to make some shifts and changes. So I do think as a leader, that's part of it, but equally important is to sometimes if you have the data and there aren't any risk situations involved. So if there is you know, uh, this is where you need to know your people. So if there is some kind of history of an issue and that type of thing, there wasn't. Yeah, yeah, so you got to do that. But what what also f- sometimes it's this finding this balance, you know, <laughs> safe and brave or whatever you want to call it, but finding the balance of where you you, you got to make the call, because I have some managers who have been so busy placating and moving things around and being super, super flexible that 80% of their staff are so frustrated because they're being flex- super flexible and, and not holding accountable the 20%. And it really is, is creating a much bigger issue. So it's really part of leading is leading, um, but leading with it, being informed, like you said, knowing the situation, but sometimes saying uh, no. No.
0: Um, and go. And what's interesting in this situation is because, uh, you know, there's an ICAD system, you know, where they are, you know, what they're doing, you hear what they're, you know, when they're, they're talking to the radio and, and one of the, the things, the, 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 just the gelling situations that happens out there is that when you get out in the car, the first thing you discuss, once you start doing calls is, did you bring your lunch or are you buying it? Mm. Which creates a two-hour conversation while people are going around doing their job Mm -hmm. and you have to talk to them. The Mm -hmm. reality is that you're going to have to eat at a certain point and you got to get your act together, the two of you, what you're going to do. Because if you both need to buy, then you need to find one place because you can't be driving all over the place to to get food. I mean, you got like five minutes to get it and go in. And so, you know, you have this built-in kind of social thing that you mm-hmm. have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because I saw them at lunch. They were fine. Well it is interesting because sometimes, you know, the
1: old the old story goes that if you got people that don't have a hard time with each other is send them on an assignment together or book them on a trip together that they have to go on. They have to sit with, by the time the plane lands, they're gonna find something that in they common. have in common. That's right. And they're gonna go, Oh really? You collect comics? So do I. You know, I, I might you might drive me nuts on ten other things, but the shared idea of collecting comics, or insert what that thing is, all of a sudden break, builds a little bit of bridge. And you know, there, there's that thing called uh, contact bias, which is you know basically the less contact you have, the more likely you're going to have a bias against someone. The more contact and understanding, you'll find common bridges, and that bias often uh, reduces minimum, but sometimes can disappear.
0: And I really like your point about. Uh, if you're too flexible, you create chaos in the, in the larger group Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, especially in a policing, you know, cohesion is very, very important. Mm -hmm. And, um, the group has a group way of dealing with issues and stuff. And, and if you, if the expectation is not being mean, but I need you guys to go out there and work, Mm -hmm. we're, we're getting hammered Mm -hmm. out there and people are expecting us. So I just need you to go out and go to work. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I think it's that discernment in being a leader, especially Mm -hmm. if you're near kind of the front lines. You know, how important it is to know your people, uh, know the structures and yep. know what they do, understand the job that they do and understand the other people that they work with. You know, that, that discernment is such an important part of it. Yeah, I agree 100%. And some people have emotional baggage uh, from the past and maybe with the future. And it's always good to keep these things in mind and be sensitive that you you know people have uh, hot button issues or, or experiences that they're dealing with. And as a manager, knowing your people, uh, you know, being able to manage that, knowing that it's coming up and maybe you have a side conversation before or afterwards mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, I love your comment. You always say that, know your people. And in this situation, when you want to keep people in the moment, knowing your people is such a huge asset.
1: Yeah, I love, uh, so I'm not sure if I should share this, but the actual spelling. We can always cut it out, no? The actual spelling of it is have emotional back edge. Yeah. And what's really funny is that's <laughs> kind of what it is, right? Because yep. it's the back stuff. The baggage that has been behind us, this back back of the back age is the stuff that often gets in our way. You know, there's that guy named Michael Michael uh Singer who's written the written the book The Untethered Soul, which isn't for everybody because it's a little out there. It's about vibration and energy and that type of thing. But he has this belief that throughout our lives we have scars mm. that scar our hearts and our heads, our minds. And and then when we receive certain things it filters through those scars and that baggage is what it filters through and it twigs us. And we say, well, this this is that, it looks like this, so it must be that, therefore I'm gonna respond like this. Yeah, And it's ridiculous. It's needing to learn to pause, but we all get sucked in by it. So, yeah, I think that's, I think it's a funny, uh, um,
0: uh, uh, uh autocorrect and, and it really makes sense. I think it's a straight typo, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I type really fast. Yeah. 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 For our listeners, I have this format. And when we get an idea, just start developing it. And it basically takes me eight minutes to type this thing. And sometimes, uh, well, I type the word wrong. <laughs> yeah. You do, but you do really well considering how much you do. And as an employee, you can uh, do some things to assist with the situation. Number one, make sure you understand the focus of the discussion. Hopefully there's been enough something in the invite or there's been some material ahead of time or a talk or conversation around the water cooler or out in whatever Greg does in the parking lot. Um, you know, I think it's really important to go in there and understand what the focus of the discussion is going to be.
1: And and also create that pause, pa- pause button before you go into it and say, okay, hmm, I know that this is the topic of the situation. How do I feel about it? Where's my energy? What's my what are the what are the biases that are in my head that might be influencing and, and how do I want to show up and what do I look like? Again, taking that time to best prepare yourself will set you up for a better conversation with your boss or whomever because you've been thoughtful on it. The problem is we don't enter into with it with a with a good mindset. We don't take time to think about the focus of the discussion and we don't take time to think about what do I think about this? And what are my past experiences with this? And how might I show up? And how do I wanna show up in this situation? So, you know, again, that quick questioning
0: and be entering into the space is so, so important. And you kind of mentioned something, so I'm gonna jump ahead one and then we'll go back. Be sensitive to any emotional issues you have around the matter at hand.
1: Yeah, what are those scars that are in your head and heart that, are, uh, that you know are gonna be there? Because the key is to acknowledge them. And even if you're even if you're going in and saying, you know, Alistair, this topic, I'm going to be upfront with you. I'm a little I'm a little jaded uh, uh, because in the past this is what happened, and so I'm trying to enter the space with an open mind. But but here's I'm going to tell you. Here's what's kind of going through my head right now with regards to it. What it's almost like letting that go. It's so psychologically healthy to do. It, that. it does. It opens you up to then discover. Um, and it also puts some perspective. It also gets you to help that person come alongside you to say, well, Alistair or Greg, you, you said before that there was i I'm sensing a lot of energy here. Um, what would it look like if that didn't have occurred? You know, how would you approach it if you didn't have that history and it helps you
0: shift. So just declaring is so, so helpful. And if there is a history that should be brought up, uh, or concerns about the future, find a way that's healthy. Uh, perhaps a memo or a side discussion to let people know about that. Last thing we want is in an hour meeting to be talking about the past for 25 minutes when it's really not going to impact what we're doing. It's just something that you feel needs to be discussed. So maybe there's a more healthy way to discuss that. Maybe if you know what's going on, you just send a quick email or a memo saying, listen, I know this isn't what we're going to, this is some of the history that I've had around this just to make you aware of it for, you know, FYI mm-hmm. and, and, or that you have a, uh, a concern about the future because of whatever, you know, just write that out and put it there so people know about it. So it doesn't uh, infect and take over the conversation, but people are informed about it.
1: Yeah, you know what? And I think putting timelines on these things, the mm. questions aren't bad, but say, listen, before we go in, w- w- because you know people have it in their heads. Yep. And uh, so before you go in and say, okay, you know what? As, as we get thinking about this project, this situation going forward, is there anything in the past that's either influencing or can help inform before we're, so we got five minutes, we're going to do a, a rapid fire around the table and, and, Bobby's going to capture it. Boom, boom, boom. And then what are the key themes that we think that we really want to keep an eye on? And then you can say, okay, from those, are there any learnings that we picked up that we, we learned afterwards that we say, boy, if we did that, we're going to, so let's add those. Okay. And then there might be one other question. What are the, what are the other uh, solutions that you've seen in other organizations with a similar situation? Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Now that we've got all that out. Let's dive deep into collectively. Cause then it, it's almost like it, to your point, it gives you the opportunity to, I know this past and they never listen to the past and you know, and that type of thing. It allows you to articulate it and get it out. It almost honors your voice. And that opens me up to be able to bring more solutions
0: to the table. I agree. And maybe you have to come to grips with any relational issues in the group because everybody needs to be a grown up. hmm hmm
1: yeah, it's tough. It it is because you know, we have baggage, um, but uh, you know, you do. You gotta learn to let go. You know, if it's a big, big, big issue, then there are other pathways to deal with it. But uh, um, know your biases. Uh, um, you know, there. I can I can close my eyes right now, and I can think of e- even in the organizations that I work with now, there are a couple of people who rub me more the wrong way. No matter what they say. No matter what they say. And I've discovered that I'm missing so much from them because they're so wise in certain ways. And, uh, and when I discount them right at the beginning, I don't listen to anything they say and I'm missing out on that. So just knowing breathing and saying, okay, what, what is it that I'm learning from here? And that's kind of tackling that, that relational issue right out, right out front.
0: I don't know about you, Greg, it hasn't happened often in my, in my career, but I've gone to a meeting and there's two people in the meeting that don't get along Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, this is absolutely going to be a useful meeting Mm because these two don't like each other. They're not putting things aside. It's Mm -hmm. going to be, it's going to be crap. Like we're going to have another eight meetings to figure out this Mm -hmm. meeting. Mm -hmm. And so I, everybody, not just the employee, but the, the bosses too, especially if you have multiple bosses in a meeting, Everybody's got to get along. Everybody's got to listen to everybody. Mm -hmm. And somebody's got to, you know, kind of be the call ringmaster, Mm -hmm. right? Somebody's got to do this and everybody's got to behave and uh, we're all adults. We get paid to do what we do. Mm -hmm. And so I've been in a couple of meetings where it's like, you know. Yeah, I'm going to sit here, but this, this is nothing. Like mm-hmm. it's going to take us a week to figure out what we should have on in mm-hmm. this meeting mm-hmm. and it's just going to waste my time. And I got other things to do because two people can't get along.
1: Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things I saw happen and uh, I love this was, uh, the leader, I had two people that were, uh, that were just on each other. They had really strong views on both sides and they weren't letting go of anything. And so the leader said, okay, time, that's it. The conversation is done. He said, now we're going to take five minutes and, And Alistair, I want you to come back and argue, uh, from Greg's perspective. And Greg, I want you (laughs) to argue from Alistair's perspective. Uh, you got, you got 10 minutes to take a break and then come back. And, you know, it threw the, it threw them really off. And, and they weren't, they weren't really happy at first, but it was, it was incredible to find those common barriers and then they thought oh yeah
0: oh yeah and were there other people observing this there were oh that's there awesome were. there
1: were it was like a tag it was like a tag team and some organizations actually build that process in where they know and they'll put assigned people on the different corners and then they'll switch them and uh, it just really helps um get broader perspective but I, I just thought that was a fantastic way
0: i like that you know and you know, some people might, you know, get their noses out of joint that that's been done to them. But you know what? It teaches people a lesson, and you weren't—they weren't being cruel to them. Mm-mm. It's like, no, no, you're a smart person. I want you to argue the other side. I love that. Right, right, right. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's cool. Uh, yeah. Um. Wrap up, Greg. Yeah. So for me,
1: this topic is fascinating. So it's, it is complex, though. Staying in the moment can be. So first, from the perspective of me, how do I stay in the moment? And it begins with knowing myself. And if if it's that I'm I, uh, I am a wanderer in my mind. I'm a creative person who leaps all over the place. Really, great, Yeah. If with me... And, and you wonder why we have an outline. Right, right. <laughs> well, and for me, that's what I need to have. What are the three most important things that I need to ensure that we... So having that upfront dialogue around what are we trying to accomplish and what are the three things is really helpful for me and then getting people to help me stay on track. That's my thing. But other people, you talked about there are the they all are the future warriors that that dive into the the all the concerns. So again it's knowing their themselves and what do they need to stay present in the moment. So so the key first thing for me is know yourself and know what you need to stay in the moment and what you need to enter into with the right mindset. But then the other side is as a leader, how do I help others stay in the moment? And that is sometimes making those tough calls. It's 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 laying out expectations. It's calling out when those expectations are are not met. That's a big piece because we know that when things are clear and we can be fully there in the moment, great things happen. It's when things wander all over the place we waste so much time. And man, there are so many bloody meetings these days. Every organization way too many. Way go, too many. Every, every meeting that I
0: go into, every organization I go in says we are overloaded and half of them are useless. So I, I don't disagree with anything you've said. It is so important that we approach these things as grown ups, that we understand the task at hand and that we're self-aware if there's anything that we're thinking or feeling that could, uh, drag us somewhere else. But at the same time, like I, I definitely like having like an outline in how we do this. But one of the things I like is that you sometimes take us to a place that I haven't thought of, which I think is helpful as well. And I think it's that discernment in a meeting when, you know, you want to benefit what's being talked about, mm-hmm. and there are times when you're going to add something to the conversation, which, you know, on the initial appearance might be taking us offside, but, um, but making sure that you are uh, heard, mm-hmm. and whether that's maybe you have to have a, a quick aside later on or whatever it's just everybody's responsibility. Like we've broken it down to, this is what the leader should do, this is what the employee should do, but the reality is it's what we should all do. We should all be prepared for a meeting, and if there's somebody that needs to be caught up quick, that we do that in a clear and concise way, and that if there are any of these legacy issues or concerns about the future that they're put in their place, that nobody's stifled, that you know, if there needs to be a side meeting that that takes place for somebody to unburden their soul. I'm mm-hmm. totally into that, right? But that our meetings are productive because like you said, there's way too many meetings. Mm-hmm. And so what is the task that we need to be, that needs to be done? And I like, you know, you talked about putting some things up on a board or something. Mm-hmm. I like that, that they're kind of sitting there, that they aren't there when you get there, but you actually write them out. Mm-hmm. So people physically, they have the physicality of them being put on the mm-hmm. board. I really like that. Uh, I've been in some really good situations where people are in the moment. And I'm thinking about one commander in the police. He was so good at this. Mm. They, you know, there's all sorts of crap going all over the place. And he, he just sits there and he'd ask the right questions and be, that's fine. All these other issues, he just knew he was going to deal with them. You yeah. never had to worry about them because he understood that we had to stay in the moment to find out whether, the, you know, what was going on here and whether there was any danger or, or, or anything going on. And uh, I've, I've seen a few people just model this so well. Mm. And it really made an impact on me. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I just this
1: afternoon I was facilitating a not for profit, a great not for profit. And we were doing values work. And uh, one of the common values at work that, that people looked for, some were deal breakers, were good leadership. And we asked what was good leadership. And uh, a, a, a theme that bubbled up from a number of them was they were fully there with me, they listened, and then they took action from what they heard made what, a decision right when you're not in the moment you don't really hear clearly and so you can take the wrong action or no action nothing gets resolved nothing gets resolved the other last thing and i've mentioned this before is is naming your your gatherings so if this is a discovery gathering or if this is a blue ocean dialogue you slip in the word blue oceans a book there's a number of them which is just those wide um, kind of run the conversation big ideas for about 45 minutes then you know that that's what it is you're not expecting it if this is a decision making uh session then you lay out the facts and you ask the questions and you make decisions so having that clarity up front what is this and what are our expectations of everybody in that moment is so powerful to um to make those meetings so much more effective
0: i like that i like that a lot there's nothing worse And coming into a meeting and, you know, there's been a a document prepared about what's going on and this is just to make the decision and all of a sudden you're back to square one talking because somebody was never in the moment when you were discussing these things, didn't read anything, any of the pre-material. And now you're going back to a very basic conversation that's it's like, we've just lost three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this person wasn't in the moment, not only in prior meetings, but when material was put out, they didn't read it. Well, and that's one of those things, and I think
1: we've done a podcast before on accountability, but that's one of those things as a leader. You got to say, listen, we all agreed that we were going to do the pre-work. This is not about going and asking questions and going down and base questions questions around the pre-work. So um, I'm going to push this to a decision. And if you haven't had a chance to do the pre-work, then next time, please remember to do the Don't pre-work. vote. Right, Don't vote. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, because you got to hold
0: those things accountable because it'll drive everybody else mad. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. So, folks, we hope that some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything. Uh, that you found offensive or made you really angry. But Greg, your uh, philosophy, I think, will take us out well out of this uh, podcast.
1: Yeah, and there may be some things in here that create great churn. And this comes from uh We like churn. Yeah, yeah. This comes from uh, uh We also like agreement, though. We do. We do. <laughs> uh, early coach suggested that in my conversations with them that uh, there were times when I was going to feel churning. Things that I disagreed with in the moment or… Made me feel uncomfortable because I wasn't doing. Um, so, something that made me pause and kind of have that chunk, chunky feeling. Um, and there are other times when I'm going to feel really good, joy in going forward. And she said, you know what? Both are good. It's just what you do with them. And so, when you feel the churn, reflect upon it and say, okay, what's this trying to tell me? Is there anything in here for me to learn? And then apply or, you know, or get rid of it. And of course, joy will help you create momentum, move forward. So we do hope in all of our podcasts that we create a little churn and a little joy. And in both circumstances that you pause, reflect, and hopefully
0: leverage something from it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I think we should do a shout out. Sounds great. Okay. The one I'm going to bounce off of you. I don't remember doing it before, but it looks familiar. Buenos Aires, Argentina, have we done Buenos Aires? I do not
1: think so. We definitely done have done Rio. But not Buenos Aires.
0: Okay. Welcome to the club. And I'm going to do one more, if that's okay. sounds good. Santiago de los Caballeros, Dominican Republic. Uh Ah. I think it's Dominican Republic, yes. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I love the DR.
1: DR, uh, I... um, i do i may have told you that i did a number of uh of uh mission work there where i built houses and uh schools and with my daughter and uh, uh yeah it was uh it was uh i have some very fond memories of uh of uh trips down there so that's awesome
0: i get sick when i go there so i go to cuba
1: yeah yeah well you know uh i've never gotten sick oh yes i did get sick there but that, that had nothing to do with food or anything like that It had to do with the uh, some uh, wild uh, behavior jumping off cliffs that i was doing so uh oh,
0: it's a the, whole nother story it's a, we're gonna I, i've never heard this story so oh, we'll, we'll have to go to boy. breakfast at some point That's and right. this out. yes uh i'm good do you have anything um, else no nothing at all listen folks people matter take the time with the people you work with they are an important part of your job your success or your failure talk to you next time take care